At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lundbeckert, the world messenger, and I'm inviting you another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. Today, I have a very special guest that is joining us from West Coast, uh, and he is absolutely amazing. If you didn't have a chance to check his work yet on LinkedIn, you're missing out. He is helping in such a transformative ways job seekers to land their job. And I know a lot of people claim that, but let me tell you, I thought I had a perfect resume, right? I'm like, oh, look at me. And of course, you always have something to correct, to tweak, to update. And this gentleman uh, offered, assessed it and make magic happen. And I am beyond thrilled to share his craft and amazing story and journey what led him to do this. So without further ado, please welcome David Alto. David, how are you? I'm, I'm fantastic. Uh, you know, I see a lot on LinkedIn. It's nice to, uh, you know, chat here in person. Well, virtually in person. Yes, 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 yes. And it's very important because that's kind of how we interact and learn about each other. But when you see how somebody writes or, re, uh, or posts certain uh, messages, when you really kind of connect to what their value is about and what's important to them, you almost kind of feel like you already know them. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't build relationships until I at least have seen them on LinkedIn. You know, they don't have to post, all, you know, video of themselves all the time. But that's when we, I mean, we don't go to networking events and not look at people and not, you know, at least see them and hear, you know, hear them. So we need to see more people posting video of themselves because everybody is a subject matter expert at multiple things. And uh, why not share that, uh, you know, here on LinkedIn? That's fantastic. And David, you have a, such amazing journey before you tapped into and doing what you're currently doing. So do you mind sharing with the audience that is not familiar, the ones that is familiar to even get more sure. jazz, how amazing you are. You have so many endorsements from people that you have, which is yes. insane social proof and credibility. You, it's not just like, let me pay for people to do this for me or whatever, or begging or asking them to do. People just gravitate, naturally wanted to do it because they always feel after obviously having your work and magic done that there are just wanted to others to know and not to be any more welcome secret, right? Um, but obviously it was a, some major, major shift happening. So please tell us what it was. Sure. So for me, uh, we'll go back in time a little bit. It was early 2019. Um, and I was really afraid that the, the the company I was working for, I was afraid we were going to franchise or sell. And I'm like, I'm not going to be out of a job again. So I got on LinkedIn a little bit more active. I said, this time I'm going to, you know, I'm going to contact recruiters. I'm going to post that I'm looking for a job and none of that worked. Um, and then, so I started, you know, getting little bits and, you know, of advice. People reached out to me, answered my questions that I asked to, to really you know, find out how to use, you know, LinkedIn. And, you know, I've always been writing resumes on the side for, for a long time. 
friends, family, anybody that wanted one, just do it for free just because. But what I found on LinkedIn is I started just sharing tips about leadership, uh, about interviewing, uh, about resumes. And all of a sudden, people started following me and asking me more questions and whatever. So I, I went on LinkedIn to look for a job, even though I had one, and I found a career. Um, and then it wasn't, uh, it was December of 2019 that I left my day job because my day job got in the way of me, um, doing my little side hustle of writing resumes and helping people with uh, LinkedIn. And for me, it's, I get to help more people. I, I was a multi-unit manager. I was a district manager in retail for a long time. And, you know, I got to travel to different stores and help teams, but now I get to help even more people potentially here on LinkedIn. And that's so gratifying. So when I get that recommendation, that's like that Yelp review for that restaurant. You know, I'm, yes. uh, I'm just proud that I was, uh, I'm just proud of myself that I was able to help somebody either land that new job or land that finally their, that career that they uh, wanted. So I feel like that proud parent when somebody, you know, tells me that uh, what I helped them with got what they wanted. So. That's amazing. And I love how, how easy you are, obviously, how approachable you are and, and how helpful you are, actually, because even though some of us are, might be veterans in the industry and we think that we know what really is going on right now and market is so much changing and so many people are looking for jobs, I will highly urge everyone listening to honestly, no matter how well you think your presence looks like and definitely your resume, it's always, always room for improvement. And I am there to first to say, if it wasn't for David, I mean like, wow, I would miss out on so many things on my own end here because it's like, even just changing where certain things are or positioning that is user-friendly we're highlighting that amazing knowledge and skills which we'll get a little bit into that without really um, uh, going in great detail because obviously every scenario is different but there are some rules but David listen what you just did you were looking for a job and then you found the career path that you were helping others and your methodology you are very intensively looking at every aspect of every resume and their LinkedIn profile and integrating the best of two worlds do you mind should you share a little bit about that because I never seen anybody spending that much time effort and doing the to the level of detail that you do well, writing a resume, I mean, it, you know, it takes more than an hour, you know, it could take two, three, four, five, really depends on the client really depends. Uh, you know, uh, it, it really depends because here's what I have to do, at least for me. And I, I know LinkedIn's got plenty of resume gurus, LinkedIn gurus, but for me, what I, I, I I'm almost like a detective. What I do is I look at somebody's resume and then I think, okay, I'm a hiring manager. If they're applying for this job and this job and this job, which I ask my clients to send me some of those jobs that they might be applying for, what else would I need to know about him or her? And it really just hits me. It, it does. It go, I, I know right away, okay, it's missing this, it's missing that, because I used to do a lot of interviewing uh, back in the day before I, I do what I do now. Uh, so I, I know what I need to see, um, regardless of industry, even if it's an industry that I'm not familiar with, because... I do know that we need to be mindful that companies use software to scan the resume versus job description. Why? They only get about 400, 500, 600 applicants per job only. Uh, they're not gonna have somebody go through all of them. So they have to have some software. So 
Um, there's some strategy involved, but I'm a detective. I really look for what I see and what I don't see and figure out what I need to match up to those jobs a little bit. And nobody's going to read an entire resume. You know, they may only spend 20, 30, 40 seconds reviewing a resume, but if they, but if you have a LinkedIn profile, that that's where the resume is just one little piece that just gets you kind of noticed that LinkedIn profile though, boy, oh boy. If it's top notch, and most people think that their LinkedIn profiles top notch, and it isn't, uh, but that's okay. They just don't know what they can share or uh, what not to share. But but mm -hmm. I, I tell you, you know, they're going to go to your LinkedIn, and they want to learn more. That's why they go there. They learn more, and there's yeah. so much more that you can share that most people just don't share. Such a great points on numerous, uh, Alan, uh, 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 number, great points and, and numerous things that I want to highlight here, David, and thank you for saying that. Because we're, I feel like a LinkedIn is like a passport 24-7 available for someone to peek on that even ha don't have to ask your permission. It's there because it's public, but it's also the most trusted platform from whole social media. It's for the business. It's for relationships and it's like either you have your own business or you want to be part of someone else's business. It's all about again that credibility, right? And and yes. trustworthiness and that initial sense of do I like this person? How this person writes, how this person speaks, how this person thinks. All of those things are so clearly visibly available in, as you said, first two, three seconds. And I'm seeing this huge disconnect between even executives and the guys who are just starting in career that are struggling with this. So I'm curious from your standpoint, who is having a harder time promoting themselves, male or female? Because that's always the catch 22, right? And then we'll dive a little bit yeah. into also what to say and not to say, or what to do or not to do. Please just tell us sure. from your data. Sure. Nobody's ever asked me that question about, you know, women or men. To be, to be honest, I, it's, uh, I, some of them, you know, some guys don't have much on there. Some women don't have much. Um, so to be honest, I, I think it's, it really just varies. Uh, I don't think there's one you know, uh, that's, you know, worse or, or better than the other. Sometimes it's position because sometimes some companies will provide maybe some LinkedIn training to some people that are maybe that middle management or above, maybe some C-suite. Um, but on LinkedIn, come on, first of all, we need a profile photo. Some people go, well, I don't want anybody to see my photo. You don't go to a networking event with a bag on your head, right? And you smile, right? So let's make sure that we're smiling in those photos, right? Um, it doesn't need to be professionally done if you don't have that, if you don't have that opportunity or can't afford it. Just go outside, have somebody take it in portrait mode so the background's blurred out. Lighting, outdoor lighting is great, even in the wintertime. Outdoor lighting is better. Headshot, have some type of you know, uh, clothing on that's typical of you know, what you're going to be applying for. But that banner is a big miss for most people. Most people do not have a LinkedIn banner. Somebody's only going to spend, like you said, maybe three, four, five seconds reviewing your LinkedIn profile the, the very first time. That banner needs to say or be tied to like what it is you do, not where you work, unless you own your own company, then sure. But if I worked at Amazon, having the Amazon logo doesn't tell me or doesn't tell you know, the, yeah. the, the person on your, doesn't tell them what you do. You know, if you're in logistics, look for something and you could just Google it, you Google it, hit the images tab. 
start looking at pictures to put up there, but you want something that ties to those high level skills, industry, or jobs, because you want people to quickly be able to tell what it is you do. Mm-hmm. Basics, right? But very often overlooked. So that's why we need to tackle them and why I'm also wanting to on this Legacy Leaders show focus on what can we do to elevate our game and our personal brand? Because when we have that, no matter what happens, if we chose to be part of that great resignation or take a time out or revisit and figure it out and reposition for something different and new, we have that chance and opportunity. And what I'm often seeing and what's why I was asking is, um, men typically have no problem of self-promoting who they are, what they're all about, and highlighted that boldly. And women, for some reason, still either look or see for permission, or it is just a, a lot of uh, historically, you know, they are like always on that back burner. And now it's opportunity to be on that front line and be your magical self, highlighting all those great, great things you accomplished. You did that. Um, so with that in mind, um, what do you often also see people missing out to share something that they should, but they, that, that's been a lot of contradictory around, should we or should we not share that? Sure. I think in the about section, a lot of times people might put some personal details in there and it's still, that's still not relevant. It's not relevant on your uh, resume. It's not relevant on your LinkedIn. The about section, so people go to your profile to learn more about you. If the about section says something like this, it starts off with a question. Maybe, do your departments or teams struggle to do this while they're implementing this? Question mark. And then give an example of something that you did to solve that. So if you take the, you know, think of the things that you solve and you re engineer that into a question and then provide that question, what you're doing is you're providing almost like interview questions and answers that they would never get unless they got you on the phone for an interview. So now right away, oh my gosh, you know, this is how, you know, we, we struggle with this at times. If I'm looking at somebody's profile and maybe I'm a hiring manager recruiter. Okay. We struggle with that. And then the person gives an example of how they've implemented something again, giving interview type answers. Now, I know what that person, you know, uh, can deliver and how they deliver. So uh, that about section, and it can be written in first person if you treat it like an uh, interview. And that's what I want you to share. I want if, especially if you're, you know, a job seeker. So what do you solve? And then give an example of how you solved it. And it's okay to speak in first person. My teams and I, or I implemented this to do this to, you know, whatever. Um, But that is a big miss because most people will read at least a paragraph or two of that about section. So that is the value that you, and I tell you what, you do that and you're a job seeker. Those people look at your profile. They'll quickly, you know, pick up the phone because they totally get how, what you solve and how you solve it. That's amazing. It's a great hook. It's a great way to serve them and answer the questions that they're looking for, answers for, obviously, and uh, obviously create that level of intrigue. Uh, And you did it all in once. That's fantastic. I love that golden nugget. And you're right, because we have been traditionally told what to do and things are not necessarily up to speed with the changes and also how to do it better. Everybody can improve. Every single one of us, right? 
anything oh, yes. else that you feel like, you know, it's a huge, huge win for anyone um, because we're seeing the different sections, different orders, priorities. You can do all of that. But in general, like, you know, um, more established people in their career, they're now afraid. It's like, okay, if I put too much of different things I did, I will maybe look outdated. But if I do, you know, it's like, how do you also position? Because we're living in really interesting times with a lot of um, age discrimination, without uh, so many biases. And uh, also, we both know, we've seen profiles with fake photos or photos that are being 20, 30 years ago, that that person doesn't look anything like that today. And because of all of those reasons, right? Uh, so it's like, how do you really navigate that in times when we are dealing with so many complexities around the hiring and bias regards to hiring? Sure. Well, let me let me take the age thing for a minute, because four years ago, I would tell you, yes, if you're in your late 50s, it might be a little bit tougher to, you know, to land that job. But... Right now, what we're seeing is because the I, I, I always put it this way, the average shelf life of an employee is about three years. It doesn't mean they die, obviously, but they go somewhere else or the company, you know, changes up some stuff and lets them. So if we know that the average lifespan of a, a coworker is only about three years, employers can't just hire somebody out of college and hope and pray that they're gonna work out. So what we're seeing is those college graduates really struggling to land jobs. And we're seeing that the more seasoned, uh, you know, uh, job seeker is, is, is landing jobs as, you know, as long as their resume is good and LinkedIn's good. Um, because again, companies understand they don't need somebody to be with the company for 20 or 30 years anymore. It, it, it just doesn't happen as often. So yeah. they need, they need talent and somebody not to hold their hand. They need somebody with that leadership. So that's why, again, if you're got your LinkedIn leveled up, you got your resume leveled up and you're you know, 50 you know, plus, or you know, even in your sixties, it's, it's a good time to be a job seeker uh, regardless, of, uh, regardless of age. But uh, we're seeing, again, uh, the average uh, age of uh, coworkers being hired over the last two years have really, has really jumped. That's fantastic. That's great to hear for specifically for the ones that are afraid or feeling sluggish to make a change actually. And they feel like they have to stay in the company because they may not be wanted or desired anywhere else because everybody's dealing with different issues, right? It's like, are you too much overqualified? Are you sharing too much of this? Or, you know, And it's because it's all about, again, perception. But one thing that we, no matter what, when you have skills and expertise and when they're obvious, it's hard to dispute them, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and it screams that on somebody's LinkedIn profile. To be honest, I mean, um, when I used to do hiring, you know, just, you know, if somebody's LinkedIn profile looked really, really top notch, I didn't think that they were overqualified. Um, what I thought is they put value in, they, they put some, you know, they owned this, they wanted to, they wanted to show up. And it doesn't mean you have to be active on LinkedIn. It, I mean, if you, if you don't want to, um, but having that LinkedIn profile and really treating it like your own free personal branding website, because you know, you can add a featured section, you can add different things that give social proof of some of the things that you say on your, uh, uh, your resume. So 
Uh, LinkedIn, as you know, and a lot of people watching uh, know, uh, LinkedIn is not this boring business platform. Everything B2B happens B2C, you know, but the decision makers are on LinkedIn. Uh, so regardless of what you do for a living, having a great LinkedIn profile and then learning how the, you know, the platform works and being a little bit active at least, and you might get hooked like I did, you know, uh, I started being a little bit more active, active, active. And now my wife says I might be a little too active on LinkedIn. <laughs> She's like, you need to cut that down. <laughs> but it reflects <laughs> also because you have not only great followings, but you also have a great visibility. As a result, uh, people are flocking to you. You don't have to chase them. Uh, word of mouth is the best strategy. And that's how I actually, I was like, oh my God, I keep looking I'm like David Alto. Like he's a freaking everywhere. He's talking about this and this and this and this. I'm like, oh my God. And he's right. And, he, and because it's like, yes, he's moving the needle because we're now seeing how relevant timely all of this is. And that's what it's all about, guys, because then it's not anymore a question if does he know what he's talking about because he is so much on top of the game with relevant, uh, consistent messaging. Not what had worked two years ago, not what worked five years ago, but literally is working for 2022. And that is, I think, huge, huge leap and bound for a lot of people to really be in that mindset of this year, of today, not only in terms of trends, but in terms of needs, as well as also where people and organizations are going. What are your thoughts about that? No, I mean, you're right. Again, regardless of what you do on, uh, you know, uh, for, for a living, um, you know, social media has, has changed, right? You know, the reason I post three to four times a day is because not everybody's going to see all my content. It's just like Coca-Cola or McDonald's, Starbucks. They post ads on every platform, right? TV, radio, you know, whatever, right? Why? Well, because they need to be, need to be, need to be visible. Well, you know, job, even if you're not active on LinkedIn, you know, people, uh, employers are looking for people that, you know, when they hire them that are the like brand ambassadors. So if I'm a job seeker, maybe I'm not necessarily looking for a job, but I, you know, if one, a new one came my way, I'd maybe, uh, you know, take a call, but occasionally posting, maybe sharing some, maybe sharing an opening, um, a current opening that your teams are having a hard time, you know, uh, finding, uh, you know, a, a qualified uh, you know, job seeker or sharing some news about your company or industry best practices or writing an article because you're a subject matter expert about, you know, uh, multiple things. But that's, that content matters because if I'm that hiring manager and I look at your profile and I go, I'm not, I don't care about the views so much or the comments, but you went out of your way to promote your own company right? And you're that brand ambassador. And companies are really get, starting to be mindful of that. So posting content, um, you know, can help you show up in regardless of, of what you do, I think. That's a great point. And speaking of that, um, we see people still recycling and using other people's content <laughs> versus thinking through and letting their content be the, you know, not only from leadership standpoint, but the, the beacon of the light because they have something amazing to offer. So do you mind dispelling a little bit of myths about those two things? Because I feel like still people don't get it. Sure. Well, hey, I could post the same content and copy somebody. Here's the thing, though. 
we're all unique. And, you know, I tell people to don't go try, try to find your tribe, let your tribe find you, meaning you post things that one that you like, but that you think that, you know, the, the people that you, um, that, that you're connected with and that you follow and that follow you would, would like to see. And to be honest, you know, when you try to be somebody else, you're, you're, you're neither them or yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I let go of the fact that if I do a video of me walking down the street, that it has to be perfect. Or if I screw up just a tad, ah, crap, I got to do it all over again. No, when I let go of it only really matters the value add that I'm giving. Maybe not so much there's a dog barking or whatever, but, but when you let go of that, you know, again, you know, people will find you and, you know, LinkedIn has 800 million, you know, users, not everybody is going to like you, nor do they need to, but you just, you be genuine to you and you show up when you're not genuine, you show up all right. You show up as not genuine and people can tell when you're fake or whatever. So just be you. Like, who am I? I mean, I talk fast. Uh, why? I drink too much caffeine. I, I work out too much. I'm just too, I'm too excited about life. I know I need to slow down a little bit, but yeah, that's not me. Uh, so if they don't like it, then they don't follow me or watch, but you need to be, now you can get inspiration from others. And I do. But then the message in the content is mine, you know, but you might get an inspiration from a video or a photo or whatever, and that's okay. But you show up as you, and you really will show up. You start trying to be somebody else, and then you're neither, you're not going to be that person or yourself. Excellent point. And I'm glad you dispelled that because a lot of times people, when they're not sure, they're, they, they expect portray themselves in the lights and as a result doesn't work uh, as you said uh, for themselves nor for the companies nor for their clients and uh, we need to obviously be very mindful of that but I'm seeing some really interesting things also LinkedIn is evolving right since Microsoft took over we've seen a lot of analytics we've seen a lot of posting we've seen a lot of reach and it's growing in terms of also users which just proves over and over how important it is for us to be professionally networking and engaging. Do you mind just tell a little bit about that? Because um, we see people doing a lot of interesting things uh, that they should not be doing. And then in the world, things that they should do more of. So now when you finally have that presence, visibility, or at least you put some more efforts and attitude for what you already have and start really treating that as your, your representation of you professionally, to the world because anybody in the world can see it uh so what what's what what do you see that is happening where it's also another layer of great opportunities or great loopholes that we should avoid sure well regardless of why you're on LinkedIn or why you're on linkedin you are selling something you are if you're b2b b2c freelancer um if you're a job seeker you're selling yourself so regardless of why you're on linkedin you're selling something now you never want to actually sell something, meaning, you know, I'm sure you get messages still getting those Bitcoin people, you know, uh, they, oh, hello. And then it's boom, right into the sales pitch, right? Well, you know, on LinkedIn, and I, and I understand if you're out of a job and you've been out of a job for a long time, you know, if that, if that is you, 
listen, I know it's tough. You want to make those, you got to make things move fast, but building your network isn't about today ever. It's about building it for the future when, you know, maybe you don't need it now, but you, you nurture and build relationships. And then, then that, that person that you built that relationship with a year ago might refer business to you or Maybe they find themselves in need of your service, or again, you know, they uh, you know, refer somebody else. But that's why it, it's never about today, because if you do, you sound desperate. Uh, if you're a job seeker, I have really some free strategies on how who to target and and what to say so you don't sound all spammy. But be patient. You know, I didn't wake up with 70,000 followers. I didn't. I started with zero just with everybody else, but I was extremely patient. I knew that over time, well, I didn't think I would grow this big, but um, you, you nurture and build relationships and you're patient with them. If you try to do anything else, you're just not going to be that successful. And again, I get it if you're a job seeker, um, but that's why I provide some little tips that you won't sound spammy if you target the right people and you say it a certain a certain way because as you know that's a big turnoff when we get that direct message or that message on LinkedIn and it's it's long right it's a hundred words right uh, you know I, we got no time to read those um, you have to build relationships the business will come you know at some point in time uh, build that network when you don't need it. That is fantastic. And if you are now in that desperate situation, what I really want to emphasize, do those two things. Because obviously, why I'm having David Alto here on the show is, uh, again, I want future leaders and existing leaders to shine and have opportunity, right? And be able to gather quickly. All of us went through major, major disruptions. It's a great opportunity to also think, even though myself i'm like oh my god i know about our recruitment about this about that i was like yeah but still did you know about this change that change and i don't have to know all of them because when i find the trusted peers and partners and people that i can actually allocate to say i need to be bulletproof with my resume i need to be proved with my profile with my message whatever might be scenario asking humbly for a second opinion looking things from different perspective it's impossible to know it all, but you, you have a claim for uh, fame for the claim and claim for the fame, uh, which is, <laughs> I got you laughing, uh, because what, what with David's work, you get higher quicker. Do you want to do it painfully slow? Or do you want to get there much faster, quicker, and effectively? And I have to say, speed is of essence to everyone. So why not to look at from that perspective? So when you have those two elements, you have, great, great opportunity to compete in a job market, but even also for opportunities that start coming and flocking to you. So tell people, just brag for a few minutes, like what opportunities you keep getting. You elevated yourself, you're getting more followers, you're getting word of mouth referrals, you're getting more work than you can handle it. All of a sudden you're dealing with the top-notch entrepreneurs. I mean, David, really? What, what, how all this magic happens such a short period of time? <laughs> well, um, yeah, because I mean, to be honest, it's only been uh, three years and it, it, it feels like it went by um, quick. Um, when you find something that you're amazing at and 
something that you love doing. And I took bits and pieces of my career and then some little side stuff. I put them together and my love for helping you know, people because LinkedIn, that's the perfect platform. I mean, if I, if I get on the phone with a client uh, or a potential client and they just need some tweaks, I tell them they keep their money in their wallet. Here you go. Boom. There you go. Again, it always can't be about the money. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, I mean, when I have a client call, I never sell them. I listen, I present, I answer any questions. And then I do tell them to go take a look at my 300 recommendations and, you know, maybe message them or whatever. But no, because again, you know, we're all here to sell something. Once you understand that and learn that on LinkedIn and you're genuine and you show up, um, I think good things, I think good things happen. And um, I'm, you know, I am, I took the very first year I was in business and I said, I'm going to be patiently aggressive, meaning I'm going to be patient because things I know take time, but I'm aggressive with the actions to, to try to implement that, if that makes sense. Uh, It does actually, that's brilliant. Uh, that was my motto. I have a new motto every year, but anyway, that was my motto. And I still kind of, you know, use that today because again, when we start not being patient, we make bad, bad decisions, bad choices. Um, and so, but, but you have to be aggressive with the the actions that you take and you, you hit it right. Anytime I need something on uh, I have a question about something. I go to my community. I put it in the post. And usually a couple people will direct message me and say, Dave, you know, I did that. Oh, I forgot. I, yeah, I forgot. Okay, yeah. I'll, you know, hire you or whatever. But that's the best thing about LinkedIn. It's a huge Rolodex of just millions of people. Uh, anytime I need something or might, you know, a client might need some help with something. I just create a post and it gets answered with, with a ton of different people to, you know, choose from. Uh, people just have to be, you know, really patient on the, um, on the platform. And, you know, when you, regardless of why you hire somebody, you need to hire somebody that is passionate about what they do. And usually you can hear that in their voice. Um, you know, that's genuine, just like during an interview, you know, you want to be sitting at the edge of your seat, even if it's virtually, um, you want to be excited. People want to hire people that are, you know, excited. And um, so I, I think regardless of why you're on LinkedIn, you need to be pes- uh, pa- patient, but, but aggressive. And um, you, you, you have to, you have to show up and what, and, and showing up means showing up as your genuine self. I love it. And also I would just add being amazing human as you are, obviously consistently who you are and positivity. Positivity makes huge difference because so many people are uh, honestly being in so much negative uh, uh, that they cannot see the light uh, on the end of the tunnel. And sometimes people like yourself, they're the first kind of reach and they feel like, oh my God, I see the glimpse of hope here. And and I just want to say kudos you for being that beautiful beacon of light and being consistently you because um, that's what really matters. And I really want to make sure that everybody also take that uh, fully and embrace it and, um, and you will see magic happen. And as a result, you see not only great referrals, you're creating a great other opportunities and people are flocking to you You and, and you are attracting them basically instead of chasing and trying to get something happen. That is the huge differentiator. So again, kudos. Um, 
Damn it, honestly, what's 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 uh, in bucket list for you for this year? I'm sure, you know you said you have every year a different team and you're trying to accomplish some more greater things. So do you mind sharing with sure. the audience what what are you stretching yourself in 2022 uh, to make it even bigger and bolder <laughs> yourself? Sure. So writing resumes, you know, takes takes some time. I, I really can't take. I mean, I take on new clients all the time, but I really can't. I mean, unless I work eight days a week, because sometimes I feel like I need to, uh, you know, or, <laughs> or get less sleep, which I don't know if that's possible. But um, so businesses, business, business is decent. But, uh, you know, I need to decide this year, do I just continue doing, you know, staying what I'm doing? Or, you know, do I start hiring people to do this or that? But, you know, I, I, I enjoy writing um, resumes. Yes. Uh, it allow it allows me to tell us somebody else, tell tell their story when they can't. And that's very gratifying for me. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I don't know, I do have some little uh, partnerships, I guess, in the works with some very, very large organizations that, you know, maybe additional business or different, eh, different, but similar business might, you know, come my way. But again, I'm still that patiently aggressive. I know some things take time, but I'm gr aggressive in making new connections and mm -hmm. you can't be afraid to ask or just you know and help you do have to promote yourself uh, and if it's linkedin or whatever you do sometimes and i know sometimes people think well i don't really like to you know you know promote myself but you you kind of have to you need to promote yourself if you're that job seeker in that interview and you know you do have to occasionally talk about a service or whatever it's just what you have to do, but you really have to love, you know, what you do. I was 50 when I finally found that when I kind of, I was, I was 50 years old. I mean, it's never too late. You know, I like doing what I did before, but I really love uh, doing just because I get to help even uh, more people. So what's in the works this year and eh, maybe some bigger partnerships um, and maybe writing, you know, a few less resumes and maybe doing some, you know, different partnerships with some other organizations, but we'll see. That's great. And and then what I love again for everybody watching and listening, he's not stopping. He's continuing to be patient and aggressive in the same time because he's constantly growing and looking for opportunities to do more and be more. And that's what's so amazing, guys. Stagnation kills and all uh, takes away courage, uh, takes away skill sets, knowledge. Uh, so I would highly, highly recommend listen to this episode again if you needed to and take a massive action. And in closing, David, obviously, uh, you've been with Journey with us here on Legacy Leaders Show and sharing your expertise. Um, what is your legacy? I mean, you, you already created a great legacy and you, I feel like you're just starting, even though you erupted and, 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 and reach is phenomenal. Um, I'm curious, what would you like to be known for? Because obviously you have a pedigree reputation of great leader, uh, very well recognized from people around the world, which you're also able to connect to the global scale, which is fantastic. And, and you are consistent in providing the quality value-driven services. Huh. Sure. huh, I just told you guys success formula, didn't I? So with that in mind, I'm curious, I know it's more that you want and more you desire to accomplish. And please, uh, what, what is that that will absolutely reflect on you know, your legacy in a way that you want it to be remembered for? 
Well, you know, you know, I think it's less about, you know, uh, what accolades or, 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 you know, um, the rise in revenue of my, you know, business. I, I think, you know, what I, I want to be known for is, you know, somebody that genuinely wants to help that individual, regardless of what it is, regardless if there was a, you know, monetary transaction, you know, at the end of the day, you know, David was, you know, uh, provided resources to those, you know, of, you know, all over the world, uh, regardless of, you know, again, any monetary transaction. So at the end of the day, I, I, I do really, I am that proud parent when I get to hear that, that the advice or, you know, services that I've provided help somebody. I just recently helped somebody about their, with the resume. I didn't charge them because I, I took like 10 minutes to make some edits. I, I, I told them some best practices and it landed them a job. Now they wrote me a recommendation, but there was no money that, you know, transpired, but, you know, but they loved the fact, I mean, they were just so thankful. And at the end of the day, that just, that's, that's what at least what makes me feel good. So um, I'll come up with something for my tombstone later, but uh, <laughs> I, for, for now, uh, genuine, and, and just genuine in uh, his willingness, you know, to help others. And you already doing that, and I'm not having no doubt <laughs> that people are not recognizing. And you're so very super humble. And and I love about what you pointed out again. It's not always about transaction, but it's honesty and steering people in the right direction, helping them doing the greater needs and how things going to multiply. You don't have no idea how many people will watch this. You don't have no many uh, idea how many people also will have a need that will just refer. So it's like referrals are also huge, right? So that is the ripple effect guys and i just wanted to point out uh think about long term not just think instant gratification and magic will happen and you will start seeing tremendous shift and change not only in your personal life but also with your reputation with your legacy that you already have established now and just guess it's going to just bloom and expand even further more and more so and in closing david do you have any specific advice that we did not touch on and we should uh, for audience watching and eager to uh get himself either in better life situation uh either with a new job or new career path or simply new business or opportunity mm -hmm. to flourish and grow what would you recommend well let's let's we'll we'll touch on job seekers just for a second if you're a job seeker do not connect with recruiters on LinkedIn. Search for people in the same or similar role at the companies that you want to apply for. Reach out to them. They're going to be your friends. Uh, again, I, you know, I have some free resources. If, if somebody wants them, they just message me and I'll, I'll send it to them. But that is that gets traction. So if you are that job seeker, or regardless, you know, again, uh, or maybe you're thinking about, you know, changing, uh, changing careers. You see a job you want to apply for, reach out. And LinkedIn makes the search so easy. Reach out to people in the same position at the same company. You'll get way better traction than ever messaging a recruiter. Mm. Again, another great golden nuggets. And for everyone that actually wants to find you and wants to get your services or, or, or get to you, where did you find you? Of course, LinkedIn. Uh, but LinkedIn. If if you DM if you DM me on LinkedIn, you're gonna get 
at least within 16 hours, eight hours, you know, sometimes I got my window, my LinkedIn on my phone and, you know, on my desktop all the time. So that just message me on LinkedIn and I will message you back. That is so true, guys. And then do you want to also check your website? Because I think you have an amazing website. You just recently put some really awesome, valuable resources there. And um, I would just highly recommend to check that as well. But yes, connect with him on LinkedIn. That's where it all starts, all the building great relationships. And uh, but I don't hesitate to leave the comments after the show because I cannot hear feedback what happened and how david also helped you as well to reach your goals and get higher faster okay thank you so much david pleasure having you on the legacy leader show with us today and i cannot wait to see down the road your massive ongoing success and where you headed thank you for the opportunity today thank you for listening to legacy leader show if you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience then please leave us a positive rating in addition Leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.